Welcome to the Advanced Screening. My name is Justin Corbett and I am joined possibly on video. We'll see if we figure that out and make it work. But Tom Kelly, how are you? We we are so back. Mate. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe back. It's been a while because TV has been shit. Um, you've got a kid. I don't have any yes. money because I'm saving for a wedding. So, you know, it's <laughs> there's a lot going on. Do we have um, time to sit down and not only watch TV, but then talk about TV and movies for an hour once a week? I, I didn't. And I think now that I'm, I'm almost finished work for the year, I think I can get back on track. And if I think I can do that consistently for the next two months, that should mean that we're in good stead for next year. And that, that means that, you know, like B2 to Advocate will have a sign by like this time next year. Diamantina Network. Come That's on. <laughs> we just got to put videos up. That's why we're doing this. Just tag right. them over and over again. Um, this podcast is not brought to you by Goat Beer, but if Goat Beer would like to sponsor, uh, we're also looking for money. So thank you for sponsoring this podcast. I've been going every Saturday just because this is what happens now that like we have a child. I get like pick up uh, Chinese from New Shanghai and Ashfield, really fucking good. There's always like line out the door. But what I do now is like I go to the, the weird sort of hole in the wall bottle shop right next to it, and they've always got really fucking weird beer. Like I got Taiwanese <laughs> beer. I got like a yuzu uh, alco pop from Okinawa this weekend. It's super good. So great. It's weird shit. <laughs> we I've um. Brit's family is like, uh, we're doing a um, Chris Kringle for Christmas and the limit's $20. I'm like, you can't buy groceries for one for $20 anymore. What am I supposed to request? She's like, oh, just anything you want. I'm like, buy me one bottle of some weird beer that I've never had before. Get me like a, a watermelon milkshake Pilsner and I'll have that and that'll probably cost $19 and I'll take it. I bought, this is just like live chat at the moment. We'll get, we'll get stuff in a second. So I bought two cans these are special edition cans. So um, from, I think it's Lost Palms, maybe. I can't remember. I think it's Lost Palms. It's a brewery from the Gold Coast and it's like blue lemonade beer. So, and they're like big 500 mil cans. They're like 10 bucks each. So like I bought that because we're going away this weekend. Haven't tried? No, what? no, no. I'm keeping it special. <laughs> For the trip. That's real adult life with a baby, isn't it? You buy, I'll show you. A, you buy a fancy can of beer and save it for a special weekend. I bought two cans and then I bought a bottle of tequila. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we haven't chatted TV in a while. So rather than try to talk about specific shows or specific movies or anything like that, we're going to do, we did this once before, we're going to do a buy, sell, stock trade, little kind of auction thing. So... Um, what is on the down low when you got to sell, sell, sell? And what is on the up? What do you think is going to be worth some stuff in the finish of this year and through 2024? Um, so sell some shit, buy some good stuff. What It can be anything in pop culture. Um, what do you kind of have first? The first thing, I'm selling Aquaman. <laughs> it's Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. It's yep. out on the December 21st. Uh, Jason Momoa, Ben Affleck, which I, I assume he's playing Batman. Um, Patrick Wilson, I don't think Amber Heard's back. No, no, she. Uh, I, I, I read the news reports that said she never had a big role in this film after the Johnny Depp trial, even though sure. she was the second lead in the first one. Don't know about that. Um, and I just think that if you look at the way that DC and Marvel are tracking and this is a pre-James Gunn sort of edition galaxy of whatever's going on (laughs) there. Um, I I just think that the genre is in 
dire straits and and in some ways it should be and it's not a bad thing that's in that this whole idea of you know superhero movies are in the toilet um do you know how um the marvels went yeah horrifically it um absolutely bombed it was the lowest grossing marvel film in history really yeah yeah apparently it's pretty good but just no one went to watch it so yeah selling aquaman but i'm also just selling the genre like what what is the next thing on the slate for marvel uh marvel used to bring out four movies a year only has one next year which is deadpool 3 and that's not even really marvel that's like what they bought that from sony uh fox oh awkward do you want to do a buy now or do you want me to go no you do a sell and then we'll come back around for a, a, a round of buys we partly talked about this today. I have a I have a buy. If I I'm going to go buy first. I'm yeah, going to go buy video game content uh, with the release of the Grand Theft Auto Six trailer. Um, and I was saying off mic that Grand Theft Auto Five is a decade old, and there are still people on YouTube that like get content out of Grand Theft Auto 5. There's this really good thing that people should go watch called um, Survive the Hunt. There's been like 70 of them and there are these videos on YouTube where one guy has to hide in the Grand Theft Auto world for 24 game hours while 15 of his mates try to find him, which is hilarious. And the game content is also because um, Last of Us this year was awesome on HBO. And I don't know if you saw the trailer for the Fallout TV series. No. You missed that today? So Fallout, do you know the game? Yes. Well, I haven't played yeah. it, but I'm pretty familiar. I've read so, the Wikipedia. Yes. So the, the series for that, the trailer came out today and it looks sick. It looks very good. It's on Amazon. So it's kind of got like extreme violence, tongue-in-cheek comedy, kind of the boys the style. Boys, yeah. But the story is essentially like nuclear war happens and all the rich yuppies go down and live in shelters for a hundred years and then the shelters start to fail so they have to go back out to like the mutated post-apocalypse world um and so that's kind of what the series is playing off all these sheltered rich people going out into the world because their fancy rich shelters have failed um the trail flat looks really good and that comes out in february on amazon so video game adaptations well, I want to circle back to that because we talked off air about that. How about after we do buy sell, we'll come back to video games and stuff like yep. that? Because I think it's yep. re irrelevant considering like The Last of Us was so successful, and we're seeing like GTA Six is coming coming out in twenty twenty five, but the trailers dropped. And as yeah. you were saying, like, what, what's the deal with that? Running a trailer for a video game a year and a half before it comes out? I just think it's GTA is the most bankable content in any medium. Oh, on the sport, on the entertainment, trailer, anything. On the trailer, this is really kind of morbid but funny. Like every single comment for the trailer was like "R.I.P. to the people we lost between GTA Five and GTA Six. Like, we finally, it's all like we finally made it, boys. Rest in peace, those who couldn't be with us for this journey. You will be missed. We'll play this game for you. I was like, Ugh. what kind of weird cult following does Grand Theft Auto have online? Well, it what it is the highest grossing piece of media ever in any format or content. So, like music, yep. uh, film, television, games. The, the GTA is the grand behemoth. Um, it's it's also sort of funny. 
we, we haven't seen that franchised. No. I mean, what would the franchise be? Every second movie, every, every second gang movie is essentially that franchise. Well, like, that's you're, a, you're not a good guy in any of those games. Well, G- and GTA often sort of riffs off film films anyway. I'm sort of like, Red Dead Redemption was actually a fantastic game, and it's almost, that could easily be a film. Yeah. And I'm like, really, in my like, dad core Western sort of stuff. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I downloaded Paramount for like, was it Bass Reeves Lawman? Oh, did you watch it? I've watched the first 20 minutes. I'm going to come back to it when Sam's asleep because she was not okay. into it. She's not interested. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, I've got a buy. And it's the city of Sydney with anyone but you. Sydney Swinney and Glenn Powell. <laughs> Are you buying the film or just the representation of Sydney? I think the film will do really good numbers internationally and domestically. Um, I just think it'll... Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell are really bankable, attractive Hollywood um, sort of actors, I suppose. Um, Glenn Powell coming off uh, Top Gun, uh, Sydney Sweeney off Euphoria. These guys are highly bankable, very attractive in the, the city. Two of hottest, Sydney. The two hottest people in the world in, the, in like every single promo shot is just them on boats in the harbour and just wearing pretty much no clothes. Um, I saw that on the side of a bus. I was almost like, what, what am I looking at here? Um, <laughs> it's the way to sell it. But I did watch the trailer and, you know, it does cover all those tropes of a rom-com, but it does look good. It does look relatively funny. Um, and hey, I think domestic audiences in Australia will buy into this because it's um, Sydney. Um, there is Australian actors. I think Brian Brown is in it. Yep. He's somebody's dad. It. Yeah, I think yeah. that's just how why, he pops why up. Would, why else would the movie's wedding be taking place in Sydney if there's not like some? There's going to be someone who moved to America and she's Australian and she's weddings back home in in the Great Harbour, um, which is funny because like I think you're the only person I knew who actually got married in Sydney that's from Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Have, I, I, mind you, I have been on a, like a wedding on a boat in the harbour. It was pretty fun. Like, I was going to say, like, if, if you kind of don't get along with people on that boat, you can't go anywhere. You, you made friends. It, like, yeah. every, everybody was sort of like, we understand this. Um, We're all in this together, guys. Yeah, it was weird. But then, because then people went, like, kick, kicked on to, like, nightclubs, including the bride and groom. Pre-booked or, like, we're just going to wing it? Pre-booked. Someone will let us in because we're in pre- our wedding I, outfit. I think pre-booked. Yeah, interested. Yeah, nah. Which strip club did they go to? Let's not talk about this. Let's move <laughs> along. I'm going to jump on. Um, and just to add to the reason your Sydney stock is on the rise is because um, the four guy as well with Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt. Yes. Yes. Big comedy action stunt film with two of the most bankable comedic and action stars right now. And Ryan Gosling hanging off a tow truck across Sydney Harbour Bridge. Um, sure. Sign me up. Again, two very attractive people in the city of Sydney. I feel like, do you think that Australia is so far from everything that like any film could be, could any big international film could come film in Sydney and everyone in this country would be like, I've got to go see that just to see what they do there. Yeah, maybe. I've I've always thought that. Like the the, the Mission Impossible 2. Right. Even Mission Impossible 2, even The Matrix, which was filmed here but oh, doesn't yeah. take place in Sydney, everyone's like, oh, that's that's that building and I know that street. It's like, eh, I, you don't, I, but... No, but I loved that film because of like it 
it felt felt so distinctly Sydney when it was supposed to be Chicago or some sort of international city which was nondescript, yeah. unnamed international city. But it looked great, like Martin Place. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. I am. Um, we'll talk about half of this in our next podcast, but um, next week. But I'm going to sell the um, the MonsterVerse. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Did you see the Godzilla X Kong New Empire trailer that came out this week? You know, I sorry because I sent it to you. <laughs> you did send it to me. Um, in that trailer, Godzilla's a, bi- a non-binary boy. In that trailer, Godzilla's a non-binary boy. He's bright pink. Um, he's also lost a lot of kegs. He's kind of there's a, tra- there's a shot Jim in that trailer ripped. where, yeah, in the in the first one that came out in 2014, he's like big and fat and laborious and then he's gotten like his shred season because he's like running a hundred meter sprint with Godzilla um, at the end of that trailer but I'm selling most of it there's a bit of it where it seems like Godzilla has like a boxing glove on like a giant metallic boxing glove I thought that was Kong sorry Kong Kong does yeah Kong has this giant metallic boxing glove so I'm just kind of like do the humans build this yeah it's like a full arm brace like, are the humans building this for him so he can punch the bigger monkey that seemed to be the bad guy in this movie? Because if that's a conversation that's had in this film, then I want to see that. I sort of feel a bit weird about it because it's... um, I feel like I'm taken back to high school where it's almost like there are, the big bad is an orangutan and it's almost like, oh, the fucking ranger. Um <laughs> I don't that's know. So, that's so personal. <laughs> I, I felt very sort of... That was my initial reading of the trailer um i just don't know where that that franchise is going now it, it went from that first film where it's gareth edwards really i think as we've sort of talked off air previously about you we both probably agreed that it's the best cinematic portrayal of godzilla yeah and, you barely see him yeah and now it's turned into like alien versus predator yeah yeah, big time, big time. They just kind of if, if they if Godzilla and Kong fist pump in this movie, then we're we're done. <laughs> you're completely but done. I think you're gonna see a fist bump for sure. <laughs> we're gonna see a fist bump Where for sure. He's gonna it, like Kong will put out like the thing, and he'll do he'll do like the, and then like you'll hear like the like Godzilla will bump him back, but will be more of a sharp, and Godzilla will go. <laughs> and then, like you know, Khan's the Khan Film Festival stands, applauds, and walks out. Yeah, but they applaud for twenty-seven minutes because that's how long Khan Khan stand ovations go for. Yeah, uh, uh, what's your what next the one? killer wasn't it? Um, yeah. I haven't. I've, that's that's my work for next week when I'm off on holiday. I'm, I want to watch the killer. Um, but going to buy again new trailer Furiosa, a Mad Max tale. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, Put I stock in George Miller. I, I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but I don't really give a shit um, because I know I'm really going to enjoy it. It looks amazing. I think it'll bomb, but I don't care. Do you reckon it will? Like Mad Max Fury Road is on every single list as like the best action movie in 20 years. I don't know. I don't know what its box office was, but it's like widely regarded as a masterpiece now. It, the trailer looks pretty campy. And yeah. like, I know Mad Max was, but um, Chris Hemsworth feels does not feel right for that. World. That um, I don't know what he's doing with that prosthetic nose. It looks like they just took the one that was on 
Bradley Cooper's nose on Maestro and just stuck it on without like updating it anymore or anything. Um, but the the trailer's getting a bit of heat because everyone's like, oh, the CGI doesn't look that good or blah, blah, blah. But it I think they've just like, it. I think I tried to look at it from like filmmaking perspective and I think they've just over color graded it. They've gone too hard on the color grade. I don't think he uses CGI at all. So I don't think it's the CGI. I think it's all shot in camera, but he's just like, the like everyone... Grade. Everyone praised his yeah. Everyone praised his color grading in Fury Road because it was like the first post-apocalypse movie in twenty years that wasn't just completely gray, and it actually had color. And everyone said that was one of the best parts. But I think he's just gone a bit too hard on this one. But who knows? He could change by the time it comes out. Chucked it into iMovie and then turned contrast up to (laughs) a (laughs) hundred. That's it. (laughs) He's, he's, Um, He's taken the color profile. Of Mad Max and just like yeah, I'm gonna up this contrast through the roof. Beefed it. <laughs> it's like um, th- this film has two current colors: orange and navy, and that's it. That's literally it. There's a bit of gray. That's about it. But Chrome. I think it'll, I think it'll be sick. Maybe he's maybe he's over color graded it because he wants wants the studio to hate it and they he wants them to release it in black and white, which is what he wanted for Fury Road and the studio yeah. said no. So he's like, I'm going to color grade the shit out of this until it can't even be looked at and I can Did put you, it in black and have white. Have you watched Max in black and white? No. Nah. It's fantastic. It's so good. It's good? Yeah. Is it better? Loved it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if it's better, but it's um, it's a really good hang. Yeah. Um, but I, again, same reasons why I'm into the Sydney Sweeney movie is, um, you know, we're hanging out in Australia. We're getting names like Rictus Erectus. Um, <laughs> and you... Like, can you make it epic? Like, I'm into that dumb shit. And again, um, a video game, or a film that was turned into a video game in the last decade or so as well, which wasn't a great video game, but I had a really good summer playing it. My buy is the last two months um, is really kind of semi-dramatic rom-coms that I think are on a real comeback. So I'm referring to um, Past Lives, the film Past Lives. Did yep. you see that? Past I Lives. Seen it, but I know. I know you saw it. Um, Past Lives. The the real quick, long and short of it is a girl who's like best friends as a child with this boy, um, and then they go separate ways when she moves to America um, with her parents, and they reconnect on Zoom for a year and start to fall in love, but then something happens; they can't talk anymore, and then they reconnect again another twelve years later, where she's already married with a guy, and the original boy comes back and it's kind of like this thing of doesn't matter if you find the one or not like sometimes life just happens and it's really really good um and the other two were um you hurt my feelings the julia louis dreyfus yes movie which um, is sam, really really good sam asked me just before like about a couple of weeks before we had theo i was like do i want to go say it and it's almost like what like middle-aged people like hating their lives no thank you it was um, it was great. It was really okay. good. The the whole thing just hinges on Julia Louis Dreyfus playing a writer. She has a perfect marriage, and then she overhears her husband telling another guy that her latest book sucked, and he didn't have the heart to tell her. And that's the whole movie is like the spiraling out of that. But it like is still really nice and heartwarming in certain parts as well. So that was really good. Um, and then uh, Fair Play, which was the the Netflix Alan. Old 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 Reich, how do you say his name? Oh yes, I, I saw um, the trailer for that where it's almost like you make more money for, than me. So I'm oh, old and old and Aaron Reich, old and Aaron Reich, young yes. Han Solo. 
young Han Solo, um, and just about him and his partner work at the same financial firm, and she gets a promotion over him, and shit spirals out of control. Yeah, he loses um, it, and he loses it. Three. That one's not in, not actually any romance in that movie. At least there is in the first kind of quarter, but then shit goes real grim. But just like I don't know, like I feel like we've been so bogged down by like fucking Marvel and DC and all these big movies, and because they've been shit lately, I've actually been watching half decent comedy dramas, and they've been really really good. So I'm buying that for next year if superhero movies keep going down the toilet. It's going to open up an interesting sort of vacuum if Marvel are only coming to the coming to the table once in the year. The big IP are sort of realizing we've got to step back. Less is more, and that's going to leave a huge vacuum. And how that's going to be filled is interesting. Like, for example, like the Killer with David Fincher. Normally, if that was coming out midway through next year that would be a huge cinematic release and well Netflix don't even need it so it's not in their model to even do that but you can sort of see how things may open up and especially post uh, writers and actors strike where you know everybody's keen to work that we might see a sort of a shifting of the landscape yeah it's interesting because Marvel would usually have four movies a year and everyone would block out kind of like the four weeks either side so that's eight weeks four times a year because of the box office that it does but now they've got one movie next year so there's like so much more space for smaller and by smaller we mean like 100 million dollar films to like get an audience which yeah. would be exciting next year um i just wanted to ask what did you want to oh my god look at this demon face <laughs> if i had a baby i would never look at that cam look that, at it just staring at you that's like something straight out of the conjuring <laughs> Can we make that like the the profile photo for the the podcast, please? I I am selling cameras over your baby's cribs. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, I just want to run through um what I'm intending to try to see over the next two months. So I do want to go see Napoleon. I know that you were sort of lukewarm on that, but I think for the spectacle, and I like Joaquin, and I just like Ridley Scott films. They're normally quite satisfying, so I'm going to try to see that in the next couple of weeks. Um, then I, I think that will pretty much do me for December, and then I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Michael Mann's Ferrari if I've got time. The boy in the the boy in the heron, all the boys at all the indie boys at school want to see the boy in the heron. What is the boy in the heron? I've never even heard of uh, it. It's Studio Ghibli. It's the new Studio Ghibli oh, f- what? film. All the all the all the indie boys at your private boys' school in Darling Harbour want to go see the boy in the heron animated film from Studio Ghibli. Yes, yeah, good for them. Cool. <laughs> um, so I reckon Ferrari, probably the boy in the heron, because that might be a um, that might be a Thursday afternoon bubs movie at ten a.m. at Dindy Newtown. Yep, and then I think. I wouldn't mind seeing Priscilla, yeah, which I'd is the Priscilla. Sophia Coppola. And then your girl, she got the belt, poor things with Emma Stone. <laughs> yeah, Oscar. Um, well, I, I think she's, well, we'll talk can about you, um, you, the curse Can you next describe episode. what poor things is about? Oh, it's Frankenstein, isn't it, pretty much? It's a retelling. Pretty much, yeah. It's a retelling, it's a retelling. of... Frankenstein, you know, can... it's, she's she's like the monster, and um, Ruffalo, Ruffalo is the Ruffalo... Is, is actually Doctor Frankenstein, um, and apparently there's just a lot of sex. 
Cool. <laughs> um, and you you brought up um, not. I, I bet I expected to be bad, weird sex as well. Yeah, your your ghost Longthaman or whatever his name is. Is it, is it going to be? Is it going to be like the curse with Stephen? Oh, <laughs> we're talking about the curse next week. Um, so. You said uh, I had one big one that I think is going to shock you, but um, I'm not that interested in seeing Napoleon because I am selling the overhyping of auteur directors um, because I was, despite the fact we do a movie podcast and should be like real nerd movie boys, I was disappointed in Killers of the Flower Moon and disappointed in The Killer. And you haven't seen it yet, so I won't talk about it. Okay. Um, Curious So yeah Kills of the Flower Moon We both saw at IMAX And thought it was a pretty good movie But three and a half hours long It did not need to be And I think that I don't know Like in America Everyone seems to be swooning over it Because it's telling this great American odyssey Maybe it's culturally Some kind of difference for us It might resonate more From a domestic audience Rather than international but for both of us, and I think I heard some people saying as we got out of the cinema as well, oh, it was kind of like... I distinctly remember that, that girl who was oh, walking behind yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, what'd she say? That sucked. I think she was like, I hated every minute of that. And yes. that made us both go like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> um, just so, so long. Like that could have been a really, really good two and a half hour movie. It was an okay three and a half hour movie. I think we were standing in the car park. It was like 10 past 12. And I was like really tired because I've been up since like 4.30. Um, and we were like, oh, no, we'll pot about this, pot about this. And then the next, I felt like a the next later. Well, no, but I also felt the next day it was almost like normally films that I really like or that are really good. They just sort of sit with you for forty eight hours, and I felt like it just washed over me. And it just that was it. Oh yeah, I saw that, and that was it. And yeah, that's it. I got nothing more to. I didn't feel like I needed to have anything to say about the film. Yeah, and then The Killer, which I won't talk about. There's, It's David Fincher, so there's like stuff in it that is absolutely amazing and like gripping the armrest kind of stuff. And then there's other points where I'm just, yeah, like, what? I'm wondering what's happening. And same thing, like we listen to all the same podcasts and they all raved and raved about that as well. Uh, I don't know. Interesting. Um, um, I've got a finishing question for you and it's something that we talked about earlier. Um, so... Video games have come up. My question to you is, you need to find one film that you would turn into a video game. Film into a video game? Or, or you can go the or other game way. Game into prefer- a film. You can go game into a film or you can go film into a video game because we're seeing crossovers becoming more sort of because our our culture is getting narrower and narrower and narrower. Um, where we're, like one of the biggest selling games at the moment that... Well, it's on pre-order. It's fucking Pandora. What's Pandora? Avatar, mate. Oh, actually? Yes. <laughs> oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Flappy Bird. No, not Flappy Bird. Um, I think they've made I w- <laughs> They made a Flappy... Oh, of course they probably did. I actually would think, and I can't believe they haven't done it yet, but the storyline through... Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3 is <laughs> uh, like such a such an aggressive white boy move. That is but, the whitest boy move of but life. Modern Warfare 2, where Russians invade the USA and drop paratroopers, and you're like 
fighting in a suburban Walmart. You're like storming the capital under like blazing gunfire because the Russians have taken it. You need to take it back. It's just like when I've played the the career career mode on that game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I say career mode because I never played online because I'd go online and there'd be people yelling at me and I don't like confrontation. I'm like, shut the fuck up, little kid. Um, stop calling me a cuck. <laughs> stop calling me a cuck, you son of a bitch. Stop, um, stop telling me that I'm a beta male. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, I think that career mode's sick. I think just make a, make a slow build-up film where um, Russia invades America and is Michael Bay directing this film? Yes, 100%. Have you played that game? <laughs> Shit blows up everywhere. Uh, why? What was yours? Two Hands. Explain Two Hands for people that don't know because I always forget and then you always have to remind me. It's GTA Sydney in the 90s. Yeah. That's all. That's, Heath Ledger. That's it. Heath Ledger, Rose Byrne. It's GTA in Sydney, 90s. That's all you need. They, they, they rob a bank in Bankstown. It's fucking sick. <laughs> what are some of the locations they go to that you always say? The cro- they go to the cross. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The monorail. They catch the monorail. The monorail. So uh, the cross is obviously an absolute focal point for it. Um, Bondi Beach. Uh, like this like this suburban streets of Botany. Um, they rob a bank in Bankstown. Um, just Sydney CBD, Darling Harbour, monorail. Put that in the video game. Heath Ledger protagonist in a party shirt. Australia in the 1990s. I want to play that video game, please. Sounds good. (laughs) I've still got to see this movie. You keep telling me about it. I've never seen it. It's GTA Sydney. That's what I want. Yeah. Did you have any more to buy or sell? No, I think I'm good. um, We're going to, for all our regular listeners, uh, we're going to do shorter episodes. So we can wrap it up there and talk next week about... um, What are we doing? uh, best, Best kind of shows, all the kind of... Like TV sucked for three months, so we didn't do a pod. But there's some really good stuff out right now, and everyone's going to have time off. So best shows that people can check out. But we'll do that next time. And it's not going to be sort of week to week checking in shows, so it's more just room temperature of what we think. What like yeah, there's a couple of things that are about six episodes in now that are really really good. So yep. just check in on that. Cool. All right, talk to you next time. Thank you very much. See you later.